Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome back to the History AI Podcast, where we dive deep into history's most intriguing events. I'm your host, Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we're going to unravel the mysteries and the truths behind the Boston Massacre. This event is a pivotal moment in American history, but there's more to it than meets the eye, right Chuck? Absolutely Marco. We'll explore the events that led up to that fateful night, the clash between the colonists and the British troops, and its monumental impact on the American Revolution. To truly understand the Boston Massacre, we need to rewind a bit and look at the bigger picture. It's the mid-1760s, and the American colonies are simmering with discontent. The root cause? British policies and taxes that many colonists found unjust and oppressive. That's right, Chuck. The Stamp Act of 1765 was a major spark. This law required that many printed materials in the colonies be produced on stamped paper produced in London, carrying an embossed revenue stamp. This was the first direct tax imposed by Britain on the colonists, and it hit a nerve. It wasn't just about the money, though. The Stamp Act symbolized a deeper issue, taxation without representation. The colonists had no say in Parliament, yet they were being taxed. This led to the famous rallying cry, no taxation without representation. The Stamp Act was eventually repealed, but the relief was short-lived. In 1767, Britain passed the Townshend Acts, imposing taxes on common items like glass, paint, paper, and tea. The colonists saw this as another attempt by Britain to assert control over them. And don't forget the Quartering Act, Marco. This act required the colonies to provide housing and supplies for British troops. This wasn't just a financial burden, it was seen as an invasion of privacy and a symbol of British tyranny. Tensions escalated quickly. Protests and boycotts became common and British goods were often shunned. The Sons of Liberty, a secret society formed to protect the rights of the colonists, became prominent, organizing demonstrations and inciting public opinion against British policies. In response, Britain sent more troops to the colonies, particularly Boston, to maintain order. But this only worsened the situation. The presence of British troops in Boston was a constant reminder of British control, and it aggravated the already strained relationship between the colonists and the British government. This volatile mix of political discontent, economic strain, and military occupation set the stage for the tragic events of March 5, 1770. As we'll see, the Boston Massacre didn't just happen out of the blue. It was the culmination of years of growing tensions and unresolved grievances. Let's delve into the details of the actual event, which was more a tragic culmination of tensions than a premeditated massacre. March 5, 1770 was a cold, snowy night in Boston. The city was a powder keg of tensions, with British troops stationed there to enforce the unpopular British laws. The incident began in a rather mundane way. A young wig maker's apprentice named Edward Gerrick called out to a British officer, Captain Lieutenant John Goldfinch, claiming he hadn't paid his bill. Goldfinch ignored him, but a nearby soldier, Private Hugh White, intervened, leading to a heated exchange. Things escalated when White struck Garrick with his musket. This assault quickly drew a crowd. Angry Bostonians, already resentful of the British military presence, began to gather, hurling insults and throwing snowballs and other objects at White. 
The situation worsened when more soldiers, led by Captain Thomas Preston, arrived to support White. The crowd, which now numbered in the hundreds, grew more aggressive, taunting the soldiers and daring them to fire. As the tension reached a fever pitch, a thrown object struck one of the soldiers, Private Montgomery, knocking him down. When he got up, he fired into the crowd, likely out of panic and confusion. This action set off a chain reaction. Accounts vary about whether Captain Preston ordered his men to fire. Some witnesses claimed they heard an order, while others insisted there was none. In the chaos, several soldiers fired their muskets. When the smoke cleared, five colonists lay dead or dying, including Crispus Attox, who's often cited as the first casualty of the American Revolution. This tragic outcome was not a pre-planned military action but rather a rapid escalation of tensions that spiraled out of control. The event's immediate aftermath was a swirl of confusion and propaganda. Paul Revere's famous engraving, which depicted the scene as a calculated slaughter, was powerful but not entirely accurate. It played a crucial role in shaping public perception, both in the colonies and abroad. So, the Boston Massacre, as it came to be known, was less a massacre in the traditional sense and more an unfortunate and deadly clash born out of high tensions, fear, and misunderstanding. It became a symbol of British oppression and a catalyst for the growing revolutionary movement in the colonies. In the immediate aftermath of the Boston Massacre, the city of Boston was in an uproar. The deaths of the colonists intensified the already strong anti-British sentiment. The day after the shooting, under immense public pressure and fearing further violence, Governor Thomas Hutchinson of Massachusetts promised an inquiry into the incident and ordered the withdrawal of British troops from the center of Boston to Castle William on Castle Island. That inquiry led to the arrest of eight British soldiers and their captain, Thomas Preston. Their trial would become a pivotal moment in colonial legal history. Interestingly, John Adams, a future president and a fervent patriot, agreed to defend the soldiers. He believed passionately in the right to a fair trial, a principle that was at the heart of the colonial legal argument against British rule. Adams' defense was masterful. He argued that the soldiers had acted in self-defense against a mob that had provoked them. His use of witness testimonies and legal arguments swayed the jury. In the end, Captain Preston and six of his men were acquitted. Two soldiers, who had fired directly into the crowd, were found guilty of manslaughter, not murder. They were branded on their thumbs as first-time offenders under English law. This outcome was controversial. To some, it was seen as a miscarriage of justice, a symbol of the colony's inability to ensure the punishment of British troops. To others, it was a demonstration of the fairness and integrity of the colonial legal system even in the face of immense public and political pressure. The trial and its outcome had significant implications. It demonstrated the colony's commitment to legal principles, which was essential in their argument against British rule. The trial also highlighted the growing skill and sophistication of colonial lawyers like John Adams, who would become central figures in the struggle for independence. But the Boston Massacre itself continued to resonate. It was seized upon by colonial propagandists, most notably Sam Adams and Paul Revere, who used it to fuel anti-British sentiment. Revere's engraving, depicting the British soldiers as aggressors, was widely circulated and contributed to the growing revolutionary fervor. The event also had a lasting impact on public gatherings and protests in the colonies. It became a symbol of British oppression and the dangers of standing military forces in civilian areas. 
annual commemorations of the massacre, known as the Boston Massacre Oration, became a forum for expressing opposition to British policies and played a significant role in shaping public opinion in the years leading up to the American Revolution. In essence, the Boston Massacre's aftermath was a complex mix of legal precedent, political propaganda, and public commemoration. It was a key moment in the colonial struggle for justice and rights, setting the stage for the larger conflicts to come. Before we continue, a quick word from our sponsor. From the mind behind the History AI podcast comes an electrifying journey into the past. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Dive into a tale where Benjamin Franklin, America's beloved inventor, takes an unexpected journey through time. But with his leap, he unleashes a powerful ripple. Now, with dark forces lurking in the shadows, harnessing this energy to shatter and enslave the world, it's a race against time. Will Franklin fix the future? Or will history rewrite itself? Uncover the secrets. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Time has never been more fragile. On Amazon now, and we're back. Remember, if you're enjoying this deep dive into history, rate, follow, and share our podcast. Your support helps us keep bringing history to life. As we wrap up, it's clear that the Boston Massacre was more than just a tragic event. It changed the world by setting the stage for a revolution that would give birth to a new nation. It's a reminder of how a single event can alter the course of history. Special thanks to our listeners for joining us on this journey through the past. Don't forget, you can suggest topics for our next episodes through our social media channels. We love hearing from you. Until next time, this is Chuck. And Marco, signing off from the History AI podcast. Stay curious and keep exploring history 